everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 77 on July 14, 2021. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Very good, thank you. That is awesome. Uh, I don't think we've been doing much this week. No, uh, I haven't been playing anything new. How about you? No. To admit, I haven't really watched anything new. trying to think. No, I haven't. Although, fun fact, I... Before we started recording tonight, I went on like Netflix and Amazon Prime because I wanted to see if the movies I was going to talk about tonight. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, I was going to see if any of them were on there so I can give a quick recommendation to people. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. only one of the five movies I'm going to talk about oh, tonight no. is, is on Netflix. The other ones, yeah, none of them. But I was, so I went on Amazon Prime to look mm-hmm. up some of these videos. And right on the front of like the first thing that popped up on Amazon Prime's app when I opened it was Quiet Place Part 2. And I'm like, oh, is this like to rent? Because Amazon does that thing that the Cineplex store does where you can also rent stuff. So I clicked on it, clicked on Quiet Place Part 2, and it just says start watching. And I'm like, is this on Amazon Prime right now? Yeah, right? This must be new. And I'm I'm intrigued because, well, before I get into that, before I get too deeper into that rabbit hole, um, for those that don't know, or if if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we are in Canada. Wee wee. Wee wee. Not, not that part of Canada, though, where <laughs> everybody speaks French. Uh, we are in Ontario. And around here, um, I shouldn't say around here. It's all Ontario, I think. But the uh, the movie theaters are finally reopening. This Friday. This Friday. Yay. I mean, the drive-in's been open for a little That's bit true. around here. I don't think Quiet Place in a drive-in, though, is the same effect. Um, it's less creepy. Well, yeah. But so I did look at the list of movies that are going to be available at the theater this Friday. And it's kind of stuff you'd expect. You know, it's Black Widow. F9, mm. um, Quiet Place Part 2, Boss Baby sequel. Is that Pixar movie going to be in theaters? Which Luca? One? Uh, I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah. Or at least not around here. Mm. But so I was kind of in, kind of thinking about going to see a Quiet Place Part 2 in theaters. Right. Because it does seem like obviously a theater. I saw, I saw the first one in theaters mm. and obviously I'd like to see the sequel that way too. But yeah, like now that I know it's on Amazon Prime right now, I'm like, hmm. Do you watch it tonight? <laughs> right? I'm kind of intrigued. So yeah. Do, do with that information what you will. <laughs> uh, so you just want to get into the topic? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have a lot of other preambles. So I guess uh, for those that uh, remember part one of this series, we are going to be talking about the great year of 2007. And you didn't say it right again, but that's okay. How did you say it again? 2007. <laughs> All right. Well, you can do that for me. Thank you. So, yeah, we, I think we said we we're going to split it up into a five-part series. With five movies right. each episode. So, a couple weeks ago, we did part one. Yep. First five, my first favorite um, five five movies of 2007. Chronologically. Yeah, we are doing this chronologically by release. So, uh, I'm, not, Falls. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it was one of them. I'm not exactly sure what month this is starting out at. You said March uh, was the last one. Did I? Let me pull the list for a second. Yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure this first one here came out in either April or May. I want to say April. So anyway, we'll just get into it as I just erased the note on my notepad. <laughs> good, thing there's not, good thing there's an undo button. Okay. I got, I got the list memorized. I got it memorized. Anyways. So the first movie on the list is a movie called Hot Fuzz. Have you heard of that one? Uh, I've watched this one. Good. So you got a little bit of input on this one. Yeah, uh, I watched it a long time ago. In right. 2007 probably. <laughs> so this movie is part of a trilogy i was gonna say an unofficial trilogy but mm-hmm. i mean the director has classified it as part of a trilogy like a so yeah exactly good point well yeah because I, so. I mean even though the same actors are in all three movies yeah. they're not playing the same characters right. but yeah but so they exist in the same nether realm sure 
the first movie in this trilogy was Shaun of the Dead. Right. Yep. I think that was 04. I remember the exact year. And then the, the third one, the most recent one, obviously, was um, The World's End. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That one's really good. And unfortunately, I don't think that one's on Netflix. I don't I haven't checked the Amazon, but The World's End, I really like. It's hard to say. I, I like the whole trilogy. I don't know how I would rank them. I'll do that on mm-hmm. a, a different one. But Hot Fuzz, for me, definitely, I think, has the most rewatch. It's just such okay. a fun movie. Uh, pacing is amazing. And for those who don't know, it's, it's directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, it stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They're in all three of the movies, like we've already established. Um, and it's sort of like it's a British take on like making fun of all the buddy cop movies that like the U.S. is usually obsessed with. You know, yeah, like Lethal Weapon, Bad Boys, mm-hmm. Rush Hour, anything where you like sort of pair two unlikely people together, like different. You know, one's a crazy guy and one's like the rule following. Mm-hmm. You know, cop. So what, what was the one with Melissa McCarthy that we watched the other day? Oh, uh, the Heat. The Heat. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I mean, there's lots that you think you can. You know, so many buddy cop movies like that uh, nowadays. But yeah, Hot Fuzz is, is like I said, it definitely has the British flavor to it. it I mean, it, <laughs> not just because of the humor <laughs> and the fact, like, but they stay. I think like almost every notable. I shouldn't say every because I mean I think I like, think of top, but I would say like probably eighty percent of what most people remember as like notable British actors are in this thing. Even just in cameo roles and stuff. Oh, really? And it's got, like the Harry Potter of comedies? Yeah. You got like, besides the two I've already mentioned, you know, well, you know, there's some fun cameos. Like at the, near the beginning of the movie, you have some short scenes with like Martin Freeman, Steve Coogan, Bill Nye. Nye. I'm saying Nye. I'm not saying Bill Nye, the science guy. There's a different, oh, wow. There's 100%. I'm thinking, of the, I'm thinking of the actor from Pirates of the Caribbean, the guy who played Davy Jones. That oh. I, think it's, I think it's pronounced Bill Nye. I don't know, but... Uh, you know, you got Jim oh. Jim Broadbent, oh Olivia Coleman, Timothy Dalton plays who was he was a free previous James Bond. He plays a really cool villain in this movie. Who was the guy in Afterlife? Do? I'm a, forgetting his name. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. Is yeah, he's not in this one, unfortunately. That would have been a good one. Um, but there's a lot of British actors in this one. Uh, Stephen Merchant. I just remember he was in it for a bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just a really fun movie. Uh, like I said, the pacing is great. So many jokes. It's one of those movies like when you rewatch it every time, you just notice something new. And mm-hmm. I love movies like that. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's it gets pretty violent towards the end, which again, it's sort of like it makes fun of a lot of tropes about that genre, about the, the buddy cop films. But like, 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 tired. like, literally in the movie, the one of the the one I, I, I apologize, I can't remember the characters' names right now, but uh, Nick Frost's character, he like literally um, sits down Simon Pegg's character and he's like, "We're gonna watch a bunch of buddy cops." So they literally, like in the movie, they make a point to watch like Bad Boys and Point Break and all these oh, other okay. classic action films, so they can get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's uh, it, this one is on Netflix right now. Okay. I did confirm, so you can go watch that if you want. You don't you don't have to have watched Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead. Like I said, they're not linked or anything. It's just, but it's part of the sort of if unofficial you liked trilogy. Hot Fuzz, though you'll like Shaun of the Dead. I yeah, think. you'll like all those yeah. three movies that I mentioned. They're all in the same vein, same back. type of humor, uh, but very different types of films because one's a zombie yes. film, one's a buddy cop film, the other one's sort of a... I don't, I don't even know how to describe the third one. It's, just, <laughs> it's about like, you know, imagine like four guys going on a pub crawl. Four, oh. Five guys. Five guys going on a pub crawl, uh, but like they're in, the, like, in their 40s, you know, trying oh. to relive their youth. So that's uh, it's, it's pretty funny. But yeah, so Hot Fuzz, definitely go check it out for sure. I think it's a great I film. I recommend that one. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list, again, I know you've seen this one. Maybe once or twice. I don't see what you remember about it, but Mr. Brooks. Oh, yeah. I definitely seen this one a couple times. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this one I I'm trying to remember. I don't think I saw in theaters. And if it did come in theaters around here, it definitely would have been a small release because yeah. it wasn't like a big budget <laughs> film with a lot of marketing or anything behind it. 
and most people, if I mention this title again, the title is Mr. Brooks. You probably don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but it's a very generic title, also. Yeah, it's not. It's an original screenplay. It's not based on any previous, you know, a novel or a, you know, play anything like that. Uh, but it stars Kevin Costner in the main role. It's also got William Hurt, uh, Dean Cook, which might when I say Dean Cook, that might turn some people off if they don't like him or his comedy. But he's not in this movie in a comedic role. It's definitely very much a dark thriller film. So for people thinking, because Dean Cook did a lot of those kind of comedies in the 2000s. Okay. So it's not that kind of movie. So just to specify that. <laughs> the movie is mainly about uh, Kevin Costner's character. He's yes. obviously the main character. He generally, he's on screen most of the time for the film. And I'm not going to get into spoilers. I think it's a really mm-hmm. cool film. And it's not a ton of twists, but I'd say towards the last half hour of the film, it gets pretty intense. And uh, basically, long story short, the main character, I think his name is Earl Brooks. He's like a you know known businessman, popular businessman in, in his whatever industry he was in, basically retiring or something. And uh, he's a middle-aged man with a daughter going to college, yada, yada. And uh, it turns out, this was revealed very early on in the film, that he's actually a serial killer who sort of like unofficially retired years ago and was never caught. Mm -hmm. But now he's sort of like getting the urge to kill again because he has this alter ego in his head. Like he has a, they don't, they don't play it up as like schizophrenia because he, you know, like he doesn't just hear voices in his head. What happens is when he, when he, when his bad side, let's say, I can't remember what, I think his name was Marshall. I think the, the person in his I head's name was Marshall. It, yeah. So basically when Marshall is talking to Earl in his head, it's basically like encouraging him to kill, like yeah. egging him on. And, and, uh, but that character manifests himself in the film as, as the, the actor William Hurt. So it's like, it's almost like he's, if he's like sitting at a cafe drinking a coffee and he, he imagines the character in his head talking and the character is like sitting beside him at the cafe, mm-hmm. like in person, it's almost like they're having a conversation, but obviously he's just saying it in his head, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of film, it's not, um, but yeah, it, like I said, the movie goes some places. It definitely has a little bit of heart too. I remember there's a sequence in the middle involving his daughter that I thought was really cool. Like I said, this movie just came out of nowhere for me. I, I think I saw yeah. it just based on either word of mouth or because I, I like Kevin Costner and this role was sort of out of place, not out of place, yeah. like out of character for him yeah. to do, right? So I thought it was really good. And uh, I like the way it ends too. It's got a really yeah. cool ending. And I was interested to read online when I was kind of looking at this movie up today to remember it a bit. Uh, interested to learn that the both Costner and the director wanted to make a sequel to this, but they, for whatever reason, they just never got around to it either because of studio or maybe they were just too busy. But I wonder where they would have gone with a sequel. I think it was just a poor job of marketing. Like, really, well, it was generic. And I didn't, I had never heard of the movie, but you showed it to me. I was like, yeah, this is actually really good. I wish mm-hmm. more people would have saw it kind of thing for me. So I can also concur with your choice of this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure there's one on this list that I'm not going to agree with you on. Uh... I think only I think only the fifth movie on the list you haven't seen or mm, okay. heard, so yeah Let's it, see. you should have some input on the other ones. Um, the next one on the list, uh, this might be the best out of well yeah this might be the best out of the five my personal favorite out of the five we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, it's called um, the movie is called fourteen oh eight. Oh, another good one. So this is based on a Stephen King. It's not actually a novel. It's a Stephen King short story. Oh. So they um, they definitely had to expand the scope of the story a bit. Like the basic framework was there for the plot, but obviously for like a probably hour forty ish minute movie, they had to sort of you know elaborate on it a bit. But um, basically, it stars John Cusack, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and that's pretty, that's pretty, there's some other actors in the movie. Those are the main two. Like the movie is like ninety five percent John Cusack because the basic premise of the movie is you have a character who is a uh, John Cusack's character is a novelist. Mm-hmm. He writes like kind of like cheesy horror, um, like suspense horror novels. Yep. 
um, I wonder if it, I wonder if the movie's like Stephen King taking a dig at himself a little bit, <laughs> I never like when he wrote when he wrote the story. But yeah. uh, so basically, he gets this random postcard one day, and he, like he gets a bunch of fan mail all the time. He just sort of throws mm. it out, but he gets this one piece of fan mail or sorry, a postcard. Sorry, he gets in the mail uh, from this place called like the Dolphin Hotel in New York, which I think is a made up hotel. I don't think it's a real thing, but it basically just saying like, don't go into room fourteen oh eight. So he's intrigued by this, right? Mm-hmm. So he calls the hotel, tries to book a reservation for that room, and they keep telling him the room's unavailable. And he's, you know, he's like, well, I didn't tell you what date. And they just said it's unavailable. So it piques his interest, right? So he, he goes, he, I think he lives out west somewhere. So he flies to New York, goes to the hotel, tries to, again, book the room. And that's when the manager, Samuel L. Jackson's character, comes out to greet him and says, why don't we go back to my office and talk? And then, long story short, he sort of tells him why the room is, is unavailable and has to do with uh, a bunch, basically anybody who stays in the room for more than an hour dies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the room's haunted for whatever reason. He doesn't go into too many details. Well, he, he goes into some elaborate details about the, num- the various ways people have mm-hmm. died. Um, some of them sounding kind of ridiculous. Like, how do you die like that in a hotel room? But you'll realize why when you watch the movie. But long story short, obviously, he does stay in the hotel room. Otherwise, the movie wouldn't happen. <laughs> so, and that's when things really get crazy in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's um, from, like, the past, I'd say, like, the half hour, first half hour of the movie. If not, press the point on, he's in the hotel room experiencing all yep. these horrific things. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really cool story. I, again, I love the ending. And similar to the last one we just talked about, I was intrigued to read online that they actually filmed three different endings for this movie. Oh. And, and I'm glad that the one that I saw is the one they went with because I read the other two innings. I'm like, yeah, those don't sound as good. Hmm. Apparently, if you buy like the director's cut, you know, Blu-ray or whatever, you, you'll see the other endings on there. Okay. But the ending they chose, I think, is the better one. Good. And um, yeah, I, I remember seeing this. So like I said, I don't know the exact month. It was either April or May of 07. I think it came out. And uh, I remember going to the theaters to see it by myself <laughs> uh i saw like an early showing probably on a weekend or something and i loved it i loved it so much when i got out of the movie i remember like calling my mom and saying like hey because i knew she was intrigued about the movie too she liked the actress so i said hey i just saw you know that movie do you, do you want to see it tonight she's like okay so like, a little bit like saw the movie went home that night had dinner whatever went back saw it again for a second time the same day so that's I, not the first time you've done that either no it's not no but usually for me it'd be like a, like i think i saw like the movie Blood Diamond a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I bet. The one with DiCaprio. But for a movie like this to intrigue me that much that I wanted to see it twice in one day, was mm-hmm. it's a really cool movie. And I, I like going back and rewatching it every once in a while. Yeah, I think we rewatched it recently. I feel like a I A couple did. years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, and if, like, unfortunately, it's not on any streaming services mm-hmm. right now. At least not. I mean, I only check Netflix and Amazon. I, I don't know if it's available. Like, I didn't go down the rabbit hole, like, to Disney Plus and see if it's on, like, Star or something. Mm. But it could be. Anyways, uh, but look, yeah, look it up if you want. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, fourth one on the list we have. <laughs> the, the biggest budget of the movies on the list. I'm ready. You ready for Transformers? I'm never ready for Transformers, <laughs> but always ready for Transformers. No, I don't think I'm ready for Shia is what the problem uh, is. I don't be hating on Shia. I didn't Come say, on. I didn't, I didn't, where was the hate? Well, I didn't say I, hate. I know from our previous conversations. I never said it. hate. Fine. You did not say hate. Disdain. I like, did, there was no disdain in my voice either. Even Stevens is great. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone a little wacko these days. That's all. Yes, and kind of. If you look back, if you know about his history, I don't really blame him. He had a rough childhood. His mm-hmm. his early films in Hollywood, including the Transformers films, probably put him down a path of not really caring mm-hmm. anymore. And he doesn't really. He has enough money. He probably doesn't have to care. No, that's true. Anymore, so he can do whatever projects he wants. But yep. Yeah. Before we get bogged down, so people who. I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners have seen or at least heard of, you know, the, the Transformers film that came out in 07 because mm-hmm. it was, I mean, there had obviously been 
an animated Transformers films before this, like going back to like the eighties and there was a TV series and, and obviously we, you know, when we were younger, we watched like Beast Wars, which was of course sort of a spinoff of the Transformers mm-hmm. universe. So yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I would have, I mean, I was 19 when this movie came out in theaters and watching it, like just the first 10 minutes of the movie when you see the first Transformer. and Like my favorite scene is yeah. just watching Optimus Prime transform the first oh, time. Yeah. And be like, you see every piece moving. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was, I was going to say like at the time the CGI is incredible, but it's still incredible. Yeah. Like even today, like the CGI work is amazing. And obviously the big budget film, like it's, but they knew it would make, it probably made something close to like a billion. Oh, I, I, I didn't, stupid money, I'm sure. I didn't wa- look up the box office return, but I'm sure it was huge. Um, I think I saw this one three times in theaters. Really? Yeah. It was really good. The music was great. Um, the action scenes, like, so unfortunately like they did end up making this is directed by it's directed by michael bay who we've talked about before in this podcast yes. i've obviously mentioned it before we we love I, him. I love bad boys i love the rock armageddon um but yeah and transformer transformers when he started going down that slope though of the first one's great but when he mm-hmm. did the transformers sequels it's, it, everything went downhill from there just in terms of this the story got more ridiculous uh the action scenes got worse in my opinion and just went way too long the movies mm-hmm. like, even this one's probably around i think two hours 15 or something like but it's because they they try and they try and cram a lot and they're trying, they're trying to explain a lot they're setting up yeah. obviously you know for those who don't know about all the autobots and the decepticons and and obviously you got all the char- human character drama going mm. on too which <laughs> can be like going back and rewatching transformers now some of the jokes are really cheesy even when it came out they were kind of cheesy were, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. a lot of the family drama stuff with with um, what, what's parents were funny. Try, oh, no, no, the parents were funny, and they but they got a lot worse in the sequels. The oh, sequels, did they? the second one, oh my gosh, I don't remember them in the second. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the character's name. I was, so Shia's character's name is Sam Witwicky. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Um, I don't remember Megan's name. Uh, they don't like Megan Fox's character's yeah. name, Michaela. I oh, think. that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then so obviously, and then you have you know you have Optimus Prime, you have Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the main Autobots in the movie. Then obviously Megatron, Starscream. Uh, but yeah, like the the action scenes are amazing in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, the first scene, like in the first ten minutes, you get an awesome scene at an airbase, and then he they Bay does a good job of pacing out the action scenes. There's a really good scene in the desert where like this Scorponok attacks them, the Scorpion yep. uh, Decepticon. And then, uh, and then toward the last half hour of the film is basically all action. Yeah. When they're all like fighting in the streets of yep. New York or whatever, Chicago, wherever they are. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great film, really well paced, I think, compared mm-hmm. to the sequels are all, I, I, like I said, in my opinion, if you haven't seen them yet, any of the movies for some reason, I would say you, you can just watch the first and be done with it. You don't have to watch yep. the other sequels because they just, just get... That leaves a bad taste in your mouth for the rest yeah, of the series. Yeah, for sure. Like for the first movie. I, like, I, think they get, I think they get progressively worse. Like the first three Transformers films, at least all revolve around Shia's character, about Sam. But then it, when the fourth and fifth ones came out, they transitioned to like Mark Wahlberg as the main right, yes. actor. And he was terrible. And Yeah, I've watched the second one once. Yeah. All I remember is like the twin racist robots and mm. robot heaven and <laughs> i'm i am out <laughs> yeah the second one got really weird um the third one was better than the second but still not great yeah i'm not stretch. going back now i'm just gonna no. remember the first one and live happy the only thing i think you think you might find funny about the third you haven't seen the third one you said no okay i've only seen the third one a couple of times but i remember laughing when the third one came out because so at least the first one mainly focused on just like autobots and decepticons it's yeah. very simple the second and third movie movies had to enter and even the fourth one had to introduce like human villain characters oh no right it's like you, like, you already have the bad robots and good robots fighting each other you don't need to have human drama like a bad guy that no, wants thank to you. but like i remember specifically in the, the third in the third one the main human villain is uh, patrick dempsey 
Oh, is he? Grey's He's Anatomy. taken down, yeah, right? Dreamy. Yeah, that's right. Well, he broke Meredith's heart, and he's gonna <laughs> break Transformers. Jeez. <laughs> but no, the the first one. I, I know the first Transformers was on Netflix for quite some time. Apparently, it's not anymore. So that's what but, happens in Canada, at least. You know, if you really want to see it, I'm sure you can track down a oh, cheap yeah. Blu-ray copy oh, on Amazon yeah. or something. I think there's a 4K version. There, it would be I beautiful. I would think so. Yeah. All right, and last, last one list. Yeah, last one on the list is probably the. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say the most unknown, but Mr. Brooks might edge mm-hmm. it out. But still, for this one, this one having a very generic title probably doesn't help it. Uh, and I don't think you've seen this one or I've never shown it Try to you. Me. But it's called Sunshine. No, I have not. <laughs> so it is a sci-fi thriller. I guess we'll classify it as. Um, directed by Danny Boyle, who's a great director. Train Spotting. Oh, I haven't seen um, Train Spotting. I just heard about you and. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking here. I know Boyle's done a lot of great films. He did like Slumdog Millionaire. Um, oh, I have seen that one. I think so. Yeah, I want well, to think. I can't. I'm blanking so much on Danny Boyle. But he's a great British director. Oh, 28 Days Later. I think it was him. Oh, that's Anyways, a vampire thing. Zombies. Same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's not. Do not start. Uh, you're gonna email war of people telling us zombies. You think zombies Twilight and vampires the are the same, same thing? As zombies. Yeah. Okay. Compare Twilight and Resident <laughs> Evil. Let's see how those stack up. Yeah. Well, I think Mila Jovovich would make a great vampire. Yes. <laughs> but that's all we we're, that's all we're talking we about. That's all we need. Anyway. I made the connection. Did she play a vampire in a different movie? I'm trying to think. It's, oh, it's going to bug me now. <laughs> she played an amazing monster hunter. That movie's on Amazon, by the way. <gasps> I heard. Well, we're, okay, we're way off track. I, I want to get back to the topic here. because this, this is a good movie. I don't want to get bogged down with this stuff. So, Sunshine. Uh... This one was, you know, I was going to say small budget, but probably like medium budget because there's a lot of good name actors in it and the, and the special effects, what few there are, are really well done. But it's it's mostly a character film as well because it's, so it's, it takes place mostly in space. The main plot of the film, I think it takes place in, in the year 2057. And the basic premise of the film is that uh, the sun is dying. Ooh. And so which well, means, in 2057? That's it? Yeah. Oh, well, no. it's sci-fi. So, I mean, I hope it's not going to happen in real life <laughs> in 2057, but uh sun is dying, so which obviously means Earth's going to... Yeah. I think the movie starts off by saying Earth's going to freeze over in like five years or something because uh, once okay. the sun goes, yeah. Earth Earth yeah. is gone, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so the you know, the the world's response, I guess, is they were going to send, uh you know, NASA probably was going to send some spaceships up to the sun. And they were going to drop some nuclear bombs into the sun to try and re- restart reignite it. it. Which, I mean, if you go on Wikipedia, there's a specific section of this movie that just says inaccuracies. Because <laughs> it's, sure it's, it's not trying to be super scientific. Like, someone's saying, like, you need to drop, like, 10 million nuclear bombs in the sun. I'm pretty sure the Earth like, would also freeze over way faster yeah. than five years. So <laughs> dropping one or two nuclear bombs not going to do anything to the sun. Yeah, so no, you, you have to stretch your your uh, expect your imagination. Disbelief. disbelief. Sure, yeah. Suspend your disbelief yeah. a little bit when you're watching the film. It, it's a sci-fi thriller movie. It's not trying to be, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> super realistic but so you got you got i'm gonna pronounce the first name wrong i always do Ch- killian or i think it's killian killian murphy okay um he was uh he was 28 days later by the way he worked with boyle again uh he was like he was scarecrow on batman begins oh Remember i know that the, one he's been in a lot of films like he's he's a recognizable guy if i you only saw know him. my sister dressing up as scarecrow <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah killian murphy you got uh, chris evans this is pre, okay, pre-captain america yeah uh rose Byrne. Uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, Ooh. great Japanese actor. 
a bunch of other Benedict Wong. Um, I'm trying to remember who else is in it. There's pretty much everybody in the name aside from the one one character on the Cliff Curtis is a really good actor that's in it. But yeah, so you have a really good ensemble cast of actors, some British, some not British, that um, are on the spaceship in various roles. Obviously, once you know, once the captain of the ship, once a like a physicist or biologist or whatever, they had to bring someone on board that could take care of the like they had like a like garden. Well, they had you know, plants on the ship for oxygen. Obviously, they'd have like an oxygen oh, garden okay. because this trip was going to trip was going to take years. Okay. To which again, again, historically, I don't know the accuracy of how long it would take for a ship from, to fly from Earth to the Sun. I don't know. Too how, long. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so they obviously the you know it wouldn't be a drama. It wouldn't be a drama if there wasn't much obstacles in the way. Yeah. So what happens is as the the ship is called Icarus Two, and as Icarus Two is going towards the Sun, I think when it's going past Mercury, they get like a distress signal from Icarus One which was the first ship that Earth had launched years prior, and they, right. they lost signal with, they lost contact. So um, the the one, uh, the main character, Killian Murphy's character, I think is called Kappa. So Kappa says that they should, he convinces the captain they should go and try and rendezvous with Icarus 1 to retrieve their nuclear bomb, because he's like, they're, they're re- the reason is two bombs are better than one, in case the first bomb fails, so why don't we drop two bombs on the sun? Mm-hmm. So they have to reroute to go to the ship, and that's when things get crazy, because... Um, there's aliens on the ship. No, there's no aliens in this movie. Oh, it's not that boom. type of movie. But um, I don't want to spoil the twist. But let's just say when they get to Icarus 1, something crazy happens. And then some people didn't like this because it changes the whole third act of the film. like mm. the cha- Or changes the feel. Like to this oh. point, it's very much a sci-fi drama character study stuff. And then it turns almost into a survival horror. Oh. When you get to the, when they get to this other ship and okay. find out what ha- why the ship was... I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I'm leading. I'm trying to. Imp- I'm not trying to imply. I. Do it. No. No. I. I. By explaining this, I think people are expecting me that it's like a dead space type situation. I was 100 going to say that. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. But I want to get into spoilers. I'll just say it has nothing to do with aliens or monsters. Okay. But something okay. crazy happens when they get to the other ship, and it changes the whole third act of the film in a way that most people didn't like. Um, I thought it was fine. I really liked the film. I think the script is really cool. Like you can tell. This script was it was done by Alex Garland, who um, he's done a lot of good films since then. Like he did, okay. uh, this was one of his first scripts. So maybe this was him sort of just you know feeling it out. Yeah, like it was a good, but basic plot was good. There's some issues with the plot that you you could or with the way the, the the movie developed and ended. I guess you could have an issue with. But to, afterwards, he went on to do Ex Machina, which is a great film. That's uh, a sci-fi one, right? Yep. And then he did uh, that one uh, a couple years ago, Annihilation. I've heard of the that one with too. Natalie Portman. Where oh, she, that was, she goes that was through. a really good one. Yeah, that it? was really good. So he's gotten a lot better, at, okay. I think, at his sci-fi scripts since then. But I still like this movie a lot. And again, this I think it had, it, it had a decent marketing. I remember people talking about it a lot when it came out. But for whatever reason, I think critic response was kind of mixed on it. it word of mouth didn't do great. So well, it was a big year, and there was a lot going on. Right. So you know, and, and, and this came out, I believe, right near the beginning of, or yeah, beginning or middle summer. Okay, so, it's, so Transformers is always right. Dominating. You got Transformers. You got a lot of other stuff coming out. So I can see why it didn't really get its hooks in the audience. But I think it's a really good film still. And I wish it was on a streaming service right now because I would like to go back and rewatch. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it's it for a few own. years. I don't own it. Right. No, I haven't seen it for a few years. I'd like to rewatch it again. And uh, yeah, I think. I think it's really cool. It's it's a different. I mean, there's lots. There's obviously tons of space sci-fi films, but nothing with a plot like this and and the way it goes. Whether you like or hate the third act, I think it's cool that they went that direction. It's like Tomorrow War. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We already <laughs> talked about that. Well, actually, technically, we ain't going. We ain't going to spoilers off. We can do that another time. Um, we are close to wrapping this one up. So those are the five movies. Can you read? Tell me them yes, again, please. I will mention the titles again uh, in order. So we had Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brooks, 1408, Transformers, and Sunshine. 
I like this one. Yeah, all all very. Thank you. They're all very diverse films. Yes, right? that's like, true. Like none of these all fall in the same genre, no. right? And like I said, this but this is ramping up to the big ones. In my opinion, the next three. So Transformers is not one of the big ones. So part for me. I'm surprised Transformers is not one of the big ones. Do you well, mean like big, no. as in like selling wise, or big as in like the best? script like the best in my opinion okay like yeah transform well trans- i was gonna say transformers didn't get any award recognition that's not true i mean for visual effects they got yeah recognition which was well deserved but i mean it's a, it's a typical summer blockbuster movie right exactly. now we're getting into like don't tell me no i know i'm just saying late summer early fall so this is when the stuff's coming out that's mm, like oscar bait starting to get to the oscar yeah. stuff yeah but i really like yeah i really like when we do the next series in a couple of weeks uh, and again, I'm looking at that list. You, you've seen a few of those for sure. So. Yay! I hope I liked them. I think you did. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts? We want to wrap up. No, I think you did great. <laughs> um, if you've seen any of these movies, or have we missed any that came out between, I guess, April and June? We'll say April, the end of June. Yeah. End of June. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let us know at whenoppositesreact at gmail dot com. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week. The duel. What? The duel. duel between your two actor people. Oh, that's a re- oh right. Yes, you're right. I, I did have. It's funny. I was looking at my notes earlier, and I'm like, why did I have that written down? Oh, right, because we had that in the back pocket for. I guess I, I'll I'll be your memory. It's there okay. you go. Yes. So next, yeah, next week. Okay, I'm, I'm actually very uh, excited about next week's topic now. <laughs> Yeah. What was your other plan? I was, gonna do, I was gonna do something totally unrelated, but now you remind me of that. Well, write the other one down so you don't forget that too. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> That'll as remind as, you why you wrote that one. As long as, as, long as I don't erase the note on my phone. Oh, yeah. again, yes. Yeah, undo, I need, need undo a backup. Yeah. Did you want to mention like? I mean, we haven't talked about gaming stuff for a while. Recently, you watched the you know summer games done quick. You watched a bit of it. The big... Yeah, I just wasn't. That, it's, We're really it's, into it this I, year. Okay, games done quick is like a charity. Mer- it's not. It's it's a company mm-hmm. that does a gaming marathon twice a year. Organization. Yeah, sure. That's okay. that's a better yeah. organization. Uh, they do. It's like the biggest event for a lot of two different charities, uh, Doctors Without Borders and the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So during the summer, they uh, donate all of the funds to Doctors Without Borders, um, and they usually raise a couple million. This year, almost three million. Um, but they literally speed run games. They go through games as fast as they can. They and it's twenty four hours. A week long like it's crazy um they're just games one after another uh but and i usually am pretty like i have it on in the background usually but this year i just wasn't into the game selection i didn't have it on as much uh and it's just it's the third one they've done where it's been online only and i miss the crowd vibes even though they can sometimes be loud and like just kind of say things over the commentary that are slightly annoying and get on your nerves uh, yeah, I just wasn't as into it this year, but that's okay. I'll go and back and watch some of like the YouTube uh, replays or whatever. But yeah, I enjoy races and I enjoy the fun categories like bingo and um, and randomizers. But th- there was barely any of that this year. Well, for for those who maybe don't know what we're talking about or, or obviously didn't get a chance to watch it live since it's over now, a lot of these are what are they on YouTube? Yeah, they're all on YouTube. They're, they're now. all um, archived on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, so you can go back and watch. Like, what? Um, I think somebody this year beat Super Mario 64 with blindfolded. Right. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, they do some crazy stuff. Like, you can tell these people just play this one particular game nonstop yes. for months at a time. They're pros. <laughs> to memorize these games so well. Uh, they're pretty cool. And like I said, the, it's for a good cause. 
Yep. And sometimes they give away cool merch, like shirts and gifts. They gave two PS5s away this mm-hmm. year, usually a gaming PC, or they'll give replicas of like um, the Hylian Shield or Cloud's uh, Buster Sword, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a great event bi-yearly, um, but I wasn't as into it this year. So I'm hoping during the winter in January, I will be into the next one. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. And uh, like Sarah mentioned, if you want to send us an email earlier, uh, send us an email to the address she had mentioned earlier. We'd love to hear from you guys next week. And uh, we'll be back at the same time next Wednesday. So have a great one. Bye. 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 Bye